Welcome back to Move Through Inc. Episode 8. I am Frank Valencia. With me, of course, is the one and only CBG, Dan and Tilly. What up, what up? So, Dan, we discussed earlier that we're going to go over, you know, realignment with everything. But first, I'm going to let you kick us off with the uh, Noah Syndergaard news. Before we get to that, I hope everybody's staying safe and healthy during our quarantine period. Uh, here in Jersey, we are locked down, which means pretty much uh, don't leave your fucking house unless there's somewhere you got to go, like grocery store, gas station, doctor. That's about it. Yep, that's all I've been doing. Yeah, so I went and got a backyard batting cage, and we're off. Yeah, as uh, I'm not shocked that you did. Nope. <laughs> no, unfortunately, uh, it's been raining a ton, so gotta do what you gotta do yes sir brother anyway so uh let's get right to it so tommy john for noah Syndergaard. can't say i'm surprised um dude throws like a million and six everything is max effort um which i think has been detrimental to his success personally but that's another topic for probably later (laughs) anyway so Ironically, the correlation that I continue to see is lat strains or tears with Tommy John surgery guys. Um, you've got Severino, you've got Matt Harvey, you've got Alex Reyes, you've got Syndergaard. The list is, is a lot bigger than you would think. Um, and it happens more recently with the guys that throw substantially hard. So... I went ahead and pulled up uh, the list of all, all the guys in the big leagues that have had Tommy John surgery. Uh, the first one, of course, was Mr. Tommy John in 1974. <laughs> um, but like you and I were talking about, it, it does appear to be the kiss of death for a lot of these guys. Um, a lot of guys on this list were really good and then just fell off a cliff and never made it back from the surgery. There's actually surprising a surprising number of position players on the list as well. Mm. Oh, but that's Isn't most serious. recent like Glaber Torres, wasn't he like the big one? Um <clears throat> and DD, both of them. Uh yeah, and then you got Aaron Hicks. Mm. Weird three Yankees. Mm. Um yeah, there's a this list is, in, is pretty intense. So you want to you want to go through the list, Frankie? Shoot it, let's do it. All right, uh, we're just all alphabetical. So David Arjma, 2011, pretty quality reliever, but never really the same. Mm-hmm. Um, Don Ace, never heard of him, was in 1982. <laughs> uh, Nate Adcock, what a name. Ad- and- 2015, he pitched for uh, the Royals, Royals, Rangers, and Reds. Then we've got Nick Adenhart in 2004. Nick Adenhart was killed by a drunk driver. I was actually out there when they were doing the memorial. Yeah, that was that's rough. tough to look at, tough to watch. Yep. Um, then you've got Brady Aiken. Actually, has not made it to the show yet. He was the number one overall pick. And yeah, and then he 
what happened? They didn't. He didn't sign or something. He did not sign. Probably should have signed. <laughs> Probably should have signed. But Probably that was 2015. Sign. Still not in the show. Brett Anderson. Mm. 2011. Um, he's with the Brewers now. Yes, he is. Okay. Huh. Interesting. You know what his middle name is? Uh, no. Franklin. Ah, what a name. Yeah. So, Brian Anderson. Brian Anderson. 2005 and again in 2006. Yeah. He was a wrong-hander. Of course he was. Pitched for five teams in 13 years. All right. Cody Anderson of the Mariners. Last played in the Grandes with Cleveland. He was in 2017. Uh, Mr. Rick Ankeel. Duh. Back in 2003, had his, himself a Tommy Wan. Back when he was still a pitcher. <laughs> Isn't he trying to make a comeback on the mound? Yeah, and guess what What uh, flared up on him? Uh, I would imagine his elbow. That is correct. Brad Arnsberg. In 1988. Never heard of him. He uh, apparently pitched for the Yankees and has been a pitching coach for the Expos, Marlins, Blue Jays, Astros, now with the Diamond. Hmm. Jose Arredondo in 2010. He played for. Uh, Lost on on police on hells and Reds. Bronson Arroyo, 2014. My boy. Andy Ashby, 2003. He played for like ever. What was the name? I didn't, it kind of broke up. Andy Ashby. I feel like I remember that guy's name. He pitched for the the Phillies, the Rockies, the Dads, the Braves, and the Dodgers. <laughs> Mike Avilas. Oh. He had red side. He had Tommy Wan in uh, 2009. Ooh, Danny's Baez. He was an Oriole for a long time. That was 2007. Homer Bailey, 2015. Do you think his career kind of like stalled? Due to his Tommy John, I do. They he always up. he did he always, he always threw hard, right, Dan? Yeah, he was he was really good when he first came up. Yeah, he was he was a problem, but then the Reds did their thing. And he had Tommy John, and now he's on the Twins. Um, John Baker, catcher for the Marlins, the Dads, and the Cubs. Uh, had Tommy John in 2010. Mm-hmm. Scott Baker from the Twins. Twins, Cubs, Rangers, and Angels in 2012. Rocco Baldelli in 2005. And Tommy John. That guy was an animal when he came up. Yeah, he was. Great coach, too. Great manager. Yeah. What ha- he had some... He has a disease, right? The muscle yeah. thing. Yeah, I think so. It's a shame. It might have. It might have been spinal stenosis. What? Uh, That's what it is. It's spinal stenosis. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think it's the same thing that uh, David Wright had. Yes. 
a shame. Yep. He was off to he was gonna do some special things. But now he's gonna do it on the other side of the field. It's true. Anthony Banda in twenty eighteen. Uh wrong hander for Tampa. Mm. It was I'm sorry, it was drafted by Tampa. And he made his debut with the Diamondbacks in twenty seventeen. Aaron Barrett, um, another pitcher in twenty fifteen. Um. Wow. So in 20, 2014, he made his debut with the Nationals. Spent the next four years in injury rehab and minor leagues after Tommy John. Chris Bassett, um, I believe, made his debut with the White Sox. I believe he was with the A's most recently. 2016. Brandon Beachy. You remember that guy? I do remember that name. Braves and Dodgers. He yes. has two Tommy Johns, 2012 and 2014. Jesus. Rod, Rod Beck back in uh, 2001. Great mustache. Rod Beck was one of my favorite pitchers to watch growing up. Great mustache. Hell of a mustache. Threw a great splitter. He did. Uh, I think a splitter has something to do with the Tommy John also. Okay. Uh, I think it's extra stress on the elbow. Could that be like, well, in terms of Syndergaard, could it be his sinker? It could be. It could also just be the fact that he tries to throw everything a million and six. Yeah. Eric Bedard. Oh, fuck that guy. He played for everyone. I remember when the Red Sox traded for him. Orioles, Mariners, Red Sox, Pirates, Astros, and Rays. His was in 2002. Okay. Matt Beach in 98 and again in 99. He was with the Phillies for, from 96 to 98. I feel like he came back a little too quick. He might have. Uh, Joe Bimel. Mm. He got a round also. His was in uh, 2012. Then we've got Chris Benson, craziest wife in the league. In 2001. Adam Bernero. In 2007. He was one of the guys in that really bad Tigers team. Like, worst ever. Oh. Now I say it, yeah. Uh, it was him. Jeremy Bonderman. Oh, Bonderman. Oh, they had a shitty lefty, too. Oh, uh, I can't remember the shitty lefty's name. What year was this? 2007. He had Tommy John. I want to say... said the Tigers, right? Like, oh, five. You said Tigers? Yeah. I will find it. Continue. I will get back to you. Uh, it might have been the 03 Tigers. 03? 03 or 04. Hmm... Most losses in American League history. Yep. 0-3. 3 All right. So, Joe Biagini had it in 2010. Um, Jesse Biddle. 2015. He's a pretty good reliever now. Is he? Yeah, he's with the Reds. 
Kyle Blanks, infielder, outfielder. That dude was jacked. In 2012. Oh, possibly the best name in baseball. Hit me with it. I'm going to tell you, first he played for the Dads, the Reds, and the Marlins. Dads, the Reds, and the Marlins. What years? He was in the big leagues from 91 to 01. Sorry, he was in the National League on three teams. In the American League, he pitched four teams. The Brewers, the Royals, the Yankees, and I can't see the fourth. Let me see. Anyway, he had... Oh, and the Orioles. He had Tommy John in 2003. He was also in the Mitchell Report. Uh, his name is Ricky Bones. <laughs> Dan, was the guy you're thinking of on the Tigers, Will Ledesma? Nope. Okay. That guy had a career negative 1.8 war. Uh, lefty pitcher. Mike Moroth. Uh, Mike Moroth? Yep. He is not on this team. Unless, uh, yeah, he was in the rotation. 9-21. and 21. That's right. My good God. Yep. Gave up 34 pumpies. Yep. And their ballpark. Oh. No. <laughs> oh my fuck. Yep. <laughs> he still had a he still had a four war as a career. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make sense. No. Uh Eric. Mike Moore. There's Alex Sanchez, the bunting guy that got caught for steroids. He got TJ too? No, 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 no. I'm looking at their roster too. AJ on this team. Who? AJ Hinch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there wasn't um, many home runs hit on that team. The only one was really Dimitri Young. Nate Cornejo. He sucked. (laughs) Steve Avery. Fernando Rodney. Steve Sparks. Fernando Rodney, my God. They were so bad. Ugh. Dimitri Young, Bobby Higginson. Bobby Higginson. Brandon Inge, Carlos Pena. Oh, what a lineup. <laughs> Imagine being the posing pitcher for that lineup. I would be trembling. <laughs> With joy. Uh, then we've got Pedro Borbone. He pitched... 99 in 2003. Tommy John in 2003. I'm sorry, 96. Looking at the wrong one. Dewan Brazelton. Braze and the Dads. Tommy John in 96. Bill Bray, 2009. Doug Brokale had two of them. 2001 and 2002. All right, there's way too many guys on this list. Let's just look at the major names. Yes. <laughs> Uh, AJ Burnett had it in 2003. Okay. Missed his uh, World Series run for that with the Marlins. Still got a ring, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean Burnett in 2014 uh, with the Nationals. I think he's retired now. Walker Bueller had it in 2015. 
Was that his like first year, like after being drafted, or did he have that at Vandy? He had it at Vandy and still got drafted. Oh, in the first round. Guess that's panned out well for the Dodgers. Uh, no, he had it after he graduated. I guess. Okay, so it must have been like as soon as he got August there. August of 2015. Okay, makes sense. Paul Bird. Paul fucking Bird. In 2003, ironically with the same time frame as his HGH. Weird. Did that guy even throw hard? No. No, he just was weird. That's just... Oh, I got I got I gotta mention this one. Jose Canseco had Tommy John in 93. Huh? That's right. Uh, oh. He talked to me about okay. a blowout and blew it out. Oh, my God. Uh, Carter Caps in 2016. That guy was unhittable until he got TJ. Yeah, and I don't even think he's in the show anymore. I don't think so either. He was with the Padres. Yep, uh, currently a free agent. He was actually with the Marlins, I believe, when that happened. Oh. Chris Capuano had it twice. He was kind of a stud. Chris Carpenter had it in 2007 and developed thoracic outlet syndrome not long after. Uh, Carlos Carrasco in 2011. That guy can't catch a fucking break. No, he cannot. It's sad because he can be so fucking yep. good. Kurt Casale, the catcher for uh, the Rays. No, he made his debut with the Rays. He might be on the Reds right now. Kurt Casale? Yeah, he's a Red. Had it in 2009. Dobber Chamberlain in 2011. Yeah. Big smiley <laughs> face tattoo. Uh, Shinsu Chu had Tommy John. I remember that. That was like right after he signed his big contract with the Rangers. 2007. Oh, that can't be a real name. What? Steve Christmas. <laughs> he played 24 games over three seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Cobb in 2015. He was supposed to be a stud. For yeah. Yeah. He was part of that really good rotation that took the race to the World Series. Oh, let's see who else we got. Pat Corbin, 2014. Oh, and now he only throws sliders. That's weird. Uh, Jarrell Cotton. Jarrell Cotton. He was with the uh, the A's. Now he's with the Cubs. Zach Cozart had it in 2011. Interesting. Carl Crawford in 2012. Crawford had TJ? Wow. Johnny Cueto in 2018. I remember that. Actually had him in fantasy baseball that year. Travis Darno had it in 2018. Here's the one who I think it's killing. You Darvish had it in 2015. And yes. he has not been right ever since. 
All-time leader in Ks per nine, but just can't figure it out. Why do we think that is, though? Like, do you think it's because the guy throws 12 pitches and it puts just strain on the elbow? Well, I think it's a a lot of things with you, Darvish. I think he threw so many pitches in Japan. He had such a crazy workload Mm -hmm. with elite shit and so many pitches. I think you combine all of that and you get a Tommy John. Did you find it weird that he is one of like the only Japanese players to get TJ? Obviously, Showtime's different now, but at the time, I think what Darvish was the only one to ever have time. I believe John, right? so, but I also think there's something more to that. I think, okay. um, you know, the way the Japanese game is played, it's a lot more breaking balls. It's it's splitters. It's it's curveballs. It's it's not reliant on the, the high fastball. So. Guys are not putting that red line stress on the arm all the time. I mean, you think that, like, a guy that throws, throws as hard as Darvish does would rely more on it. And then well, yeah, but that's that, why right? he's so good over there. Yeah. It's true. Uh, Jose DeLeon. Cincinnati Reds. Had it in 2018. Jacob DeGrom in 2010. Uh, your boy Dempster. Ah, in 03. Another one of the boys. Manny like Del- doesn't throw hard enough to get Tommy John. Manny Del Carmen also in 03. What a guy. I missed that guy. Alex Dickerson. The outfielder. <laughs> Had it in 20. 20- Octavio Dotel, who pitched for 185 years, had it. Yes, he did. Felix Dubront in 2016. I don't. I don't even know what the hell the guy's doing anymore. He, I don't think he ever made it back from that. Mm. Red Sox mm. traded him, and then he was average at best, and then a little laser yep. tag. Danny Duffy, one of those lat strain guys. That guy was Tommy gross. John in 2012. Zach Duke. Was he supposed to be like he a was stud? a stud with Pittsburgh and then fell off at Tommy John yeah. in 2016. This one I don't get. Arubio Durazo, DH at Tommy John. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those where he like gets hurt. Completely off the field with the family. It's like and you don't even own a yeah. glove. What do you need that? No, exactly. Uh, Josh Edgen from the Mets, 2015. Oh, uh, let's see. Evaldi twice. Oh seven. Yes, 20- I believe he had uh, he had shoulder surgery as well. Yep. And a loose body. Well, that's. Robbie Erlin. He's with the Pirates now. Had it in 2016. Your boy John Farrell had it twice. 1990 and 91. Uh, thanks for the ring, John. That's all I got for you. Eric Fetty, who led the Nationals in innings pitched last year. Had it in 2015. 
Yep. Really? Neftali Feliz had it in 2012 and has never been right. No. And he was very he, good. Uh, I watched um, game six from 2011 last night. Ah. Uh, so he's just coming in throwing absolute he's just sitting in 98. Watch. Yeah. So and that's what 98 watching was Watching that hard. game was weird because both starters were hovering around like 88 to 90. Jaime Garcia and Colby Lewis. Kobe Lewis. And then oh Gotell came in. He's throwing like 90 to 92. They brought in uh, Derek Holland, who was throwing pellets. He was 94 to 96 from the left. And then all of a sudden, they brought in Agondo, who was sitting 96 to 98. Then Feliz, who mm-hmm. was sitting 98. Then uh, the Cardinals brought in Mott, throwing 98. Oh, Mott had t- um, TJ, right? Yeah, but it's not a wonder after watching him throw. <laughs> so here's the alarming thing about Neftali Feliz. Neftali Feliz is 31 years old. And he is effectively out of the game of baseball. He's with the Mariners now. Why? He Since the Rangers, since he had Tommy John, he's been with the Tigers, the Pirates, the Mariners, the Royals, and now, I'm sorry, the the Tigers, the Pirates, the Brewers, the Royals, and now he's in the Mariners organization. Not even on the, on the big league club. Jose Jesus. Fernandez had it in 2014. R.I.P. Uh... John Franco had it when he was like 112 years old in 2002. <laughs> Max Freed in 2014. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's another Japanese guy with it in 2013. I could not tell you. <laughs> Kayuji Fujikawa. I feel like I remember pitched, his name. Uh, what year was he? He had it in 2013. He pitched with the Cubs and the Rangers. Nope, never mind. Don't remember. Uh, Michael Fulmer just had it last year. Yes, he did. Uh, let's, let's, what about this Fuji, Fuji guy? Shoulder injury. Still in Japan. Was in the Cubs signed him to a two year deal in 2013. He, he allowed six earned and six and a third. Went on the DL. Blew it out when he came back. And that was pretty much it in the big leagues. Eric Gagne had two, 97 and 05. Jaime Garcia, who we just talked about, had one in 2008. Domingo Herman, 2015. Um, oh, 
Jimmy Garcia from the Marlins had one in 2016. Chi-Chi Gonzalez, the soft-throwing lefty. He's still with the Rockies. remember him. Had it in 2017. Um, Didi Gregorius, as we talked about. Your boy, Jay Groom. 2018. Mm-hmm. Matt Harvey, 2013. Never been right since. No. Andrew probably other things that have yep. to do to that too Andrew Heaney from the Angels had one in 2016 he really hasn't nope, been right either not. right Jordan Hicks 2019 I believe he had a lap problem first now that you say that yes um, Kyle Higashioka, 2013. Oh, here's a name that has never been right since. Greg Holland. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Good Added one. 2015. Wasn't that like right after they right. won their World it Series? It was during the World Series run. October 2nd. Yeah, oh yes, that's when Wade that's Davis right. moved to the closer. Matt Holiday had one in, in 2001. That's actually mm-hmm. like shocking. Brent Honeywell, prospect in the Rays organization, had one in 2018. Yes. Another guy that's going to come up and throw just... Helped yep. at people. Daniel Hudson had two of them, mm. 2012 and 2013. Um, he is actually of the the book, the the arm, Passon's book, the arm. He's a major case study in that. Okay. Timmy Hudson had one in 2008. Phil Umber, our boy, 05. Mm. Jesus Christ. Jason Isringhausen had three of them. 98, 08, and 09. Josh Johnson also had three of them. He was a stud before the first one. Josh Johnson. I I don't remember where he played. Marlins and Blue Jays. Yep, that's what it was. 07, 14, and 15. Nate Jones had one in 2017. Interesting enough, guess where he is? He's signed right now. Uh, Give me three teams Uh, to pick from. I hate them. Nope. The Cubs? Yep. You hate them? Nope. Oh, the Astros. Uh... You hate Makes them? It, where yeah. would a guy coming, a, a, a former elite guy coming off Tommy John play? 
Uh, yeah, uh, Where? Oh, yeah, makes mm-hmm. sense. Drive line. Oh. A lot of catchers on this list. That's not that far. Spencer Keyboom. Andrew Knapp, Philly's backup catcher. Tyler mm-hmm. Kolick. Drafted in 2014, had it in 2016. Still has not made it to the show with the Marlins. Kopech, 2018. He, he looks does. back. Um, Chad Cool, Pirates, 2018. John Lackey in 2011. Great trade for the Cardinals. Got two good uh, years yeah, of him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll take Alan Craig or a mm. shell of him. Shell of uh, being generous. Denelson Lamette from the Dads had one in 2018. Ryan Madsen had one in 2012. Dave Roberts probably should have pulled him in the World Series. Or off the roster. (laughs) Corbin Martin. Uh, I was there. Mm -hmm. It happened in 2019. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't the Cubs game, it was the game after. Yep. I saw the Cubs game. Uh, Steven Matz had one in 2010. I think there was a time that every Met in the rotation Every Met in their rotation, I believe, has had one currently. Shelby Miller, 2017. Um, Rafael Montero, former Met. 2018. Jordan Montgomery, 2018. We'll see if he can rebound. Uh, Matt Moore. Matt Moore. Yes, he did. That, that was 2014. Him. Now he's in Japan. He was yep. stunned. Now he's... Yep. He's in Japan now? I saw the Giants might bring him back. Yeah, well, that's if we play. Jamie yeah. Moyer, 2010. Guy couldn't break. Nope. Piece of glass. With a bowling ball. Xavier Nady had two of them as an outfielder. 01 and 09. Jamie Moyer. 2010. He was 47 years old when he had Tommy John. <laughs> and that's not supposed no, to be that's the sign of age. You know what? That's enough. 
Joe Nathan had two, 2010 and 2015. Uh, Ivan Nova, 2014. Another guy that doesn't break 90. Not anymore. Used to. Yeah. He was going to be special. Now he plays for Detroit. Uh, Showtime, 2018. Oh, God. Darren Oliver had one in 1991. And 20 years later, gave up the home run to David Freeze. At 41 years old and pitched two more years. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. I couldn't throw. Topped out in 91 at 40, which was impressive. Uh, Roberto Ozuna had one in 2013. Yep. Real. Carl Pavano had one in 2007. Worst Yankee tenure ever. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of glad the Yankees overpaid mm-hmm. for him because Red Sox were about to David him. Phelps in 2018. Sal Perez, obviously, 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Pineda, 2017. J.C. Ramirez, 2018. Zach Putnam, 2017. Yep. That's a name. Uh, Alex Reyes, 2017. Now he has lat problems. We'll see if he's healthy. David Robertson, 2019. Oh, yes. Big Phillies. Relief Fernando Rodney had one in 2004 and is still pitching 30 years later. <laughs> Hector Rondon in 2010 could not throw a strike. Rosenthal, 2017. Lat problem first. Danny Salazar, 2010. How is he not signed? I don't know. It's a good question. Well, he had the shoulder problem, mm. I think, two years ago, which they had. A, he had to get shut down. I don't know if he had surgery, but I remember those last like those like three year that three year gap. He was yeah, fucking hard to hit. So Miguel Sano had one in 2014. They, yeah, he got that when he was yep. in the minors. Actually, made his debut yeah. in 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey Seager, 2018. Hasn't hit since. Mm. Really hasn't been good yeah, overall since. Severino a month ago. Ryan Sheriff, the lefty reliever, had one 2018. Now he's with Tampa. Tyler Skaggs, 2014. I wonder if that contributed to the addiction problem. Could. Mm -hmm. Make a very good case right there. 
Will Smith, the lefty. Yes. Uh, Johnny Smoltz, the one Hall of Famer to ever have Tommy John. We'll go back to that. We'll circle back. Uh, Drew Smiley, 2017. Joaquin Soria. Oakland Athletics had two, 2003, 2012. Uh, oh, one of the best names of all time. Tim Spoonie Barger. Mm-hmm. Longtime Marlins. <laughs> Spoonie Barger. Drew Story. Spoonie Barger. 2017. You know what the frustrating thing about that is? Drew Storen is the guy what? the Nationals drafted instead of Mike Trout. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, you hate Could to you see imagine that. Uh, Trout and in the same out. No, years. I don't want to think about mm-hmm. it. Don't want to think about it. <laughs> uh, Strasburg, 2010. Chicken Strip. 2014. Yep. Jake and Made his debut two years later. Now, this is interesting. Brent Strom, uh, Astros pitching coach, had Tommy John surgery in 1978. Um, and ironically, Brent Strom has become a student of keeping arms healthy and getting guys to throw gas. Because now... True. Yes. You know, all the Astros guys gained velo. And a lot of them, they're not seeing the, the arm injuries they were. But you look at the Cardinals. Now the Card- he was the Cardinals minor league pitching coordinator before he left to go to the Astros. So every Cardinal reliever came up throwing a hundo and stayed healthy. Now they're gone. Now he's gone. These guys are still throwing a hundo, but they're not healthy. It's oh, no, not a no, coincidence or anything, right? Brent Suter for the for the Brewers, 2018. Jameson Tyon has now had two. 2014 and 2019. Really? He did. Didn't he have ball cancer also? That's right. Jesus Christ. Uh, Sean Tolleson is not in the big leagues anymore after his second Tommy John and 2017. Josh Tomlin from the Braves, 2012. Glaber, 2017. Nick Tropiano, 2016. Christian Vasquez, 2015. And then you have Johnny Venters, who had one in 2005, 2013, and 2014 who was really good for the Braves. No. Rich Hill's on that list too, right? No. No? Didn't he just have Tommy John? Uh, he had something else. What did he have? He had like, um, I think a nerve surgery. Edison Volquez had two. Oh, nine and 17. Billy Wagner had one in 08. Uh, Adam Wainwright, 2011. 
Taiwan Walker, 2018. I don't know if he's going to be the same when he comes back. Well, I read a report that at one of his showcase outings, he was in the mid-80s. Yeah, they said his velo's been really down. Zach Wheeler in 2015. Matt Wieters had one in 2014. Uh, The best personality in baseball who I wish was still around. Brian Wilson had two of them. 03 in 2012. Best beard in the game, hands down. Possibly best beard in the history of the game. Uh, Tony Womack. The infielder that's retired had one in 2003. Kerry Wood had one in 99. Your boy Brandon Workman, 2015. He's been good. He was really good last year. Uh, Here's one that was never the same afterwards. Jordan Zimmerman. No. Yep. Signed that big Had contract. surgery in 2009. It was good for a couple of years and then couldn't hold it together afterwards. Chris Sale. And the prime example of a guy that had everything and then it fell apart. Joel Zumaya. 2012 had Tommy Jones. Uh. Um, Zumaya topped out at 104. Blah 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 blah. blah. Got hurt playing Guitar Hero. Yes, he did. I remember that actually. Yeah, and what made it worse is as he was recovering from that. He fucked up his shoulder um, because he was helping his dad move boxes in the attic of his of his dad's home because wildfires were coming through the area. A box fell on his oh, shoulder, Jesus. separating it. Ugh. So those yeah. are all the notable TJ Now, guys. let's go and talk about the fact that it seems that there are a lot of guys that are now experiencing lat issues or had Tommy John mm-hmm. after a shoulder or lat issue. Because what it seems to happen is these guys come back throwing and um, they change their mechanics to eliminate the stress on one or the other, and the other one cannot handle it. Mm-hmm. But ironically enough, let's talk about Smoltz being the only Tommy John guy in the Hall of Fame. So, realistically, okay. when you think of Hall of Fame pitchers, you don't think of a guy that missed a year and a half. Um, no. Those guys are 
Um, the, the guys that end up in the Hall of Fame are guys that are reliable. They're on the mound every fifth day. Their injuries are something of a, a freak nature. Not just, uh, I mm-hmm. blew out because I threw too hard. You know, the injuries are get hit with a comebacker. Um, or in Adam Wainwright's case, you tear your Achilles running down the line. Yeah. Those are the injuries you, you see from Hall of Famers. Not torn rotator cuff or torn UCL or torn lat. Um, those, those don't usually accompany guys because... In order to be as successful as they are, they're repeatable. They can pitch. They don't just go out there and throw the ball as hard as they can. Even Mariano Rivera, who's still my only unanimous Hall of Famer, could pitch. The dude went 17 years, and according to Elias Sporting Bureau, never bounced a ball. And what was his injury? Shagging fly balls in batting practice. He tore his ACL. It's a freak injury. Yep. Um, so that being said, I think the, the rise in velocity versus the decline in pitch ability is what, where the injuries are happening. This is also taken to effect, like the body can only throw yeah. so um, hard until you it know, breaks there down. Is, there are only so many bullets in the arm too. You can only throw 101 miles an hour so many times before your elbow says, well, fuck you. I'm done with this. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's well, why our phrases say Bizarre cases like Randy Johnson, who threw 100 miles an hour until he was 40-something years old and never had an issue. And then you get then you look at a guy like Nolan Ryan, who needed Tommy John surgery, but is a medical anomaly and it healed itself. Dude, I don't yeah. know. That guy's so nice. Never killed a pigeon with a fastball, though. Um, <laughs> uh, was it yesterday? Was today the anniversary? Today yesterday. So let's uh, yeah. let's jump into our next topic: realign and expansion. Real realignment. So let's uh, let's start with. We've decided on our two expansion teams as Vancouver and Nashville. One in the East, one in the West. That being said, yep. I want to uh, completely realign all of baseball in the way it's set up. And this is one Uncle Manfred should listen to because this is going to make him some fucking money. Um, it makes a lot of sense. It's regional. It's It all... I, uh, I took some some thoughts from the NFL. I took some thoughts from the NHL, thinking about travel, thinking about all of that stuff, and then just shaking things up a little bit. Now, let's first talk about the fantasy dra- the expansion draft that comes along with that. So, adding two new teams, um, both of the expansion teams would select thirty five players, which means you go through three rounds. Each team gets 14 in round one, 14 in round two, seven in round three. It's the same 
as they did in the 98 or the 97 expansion draft. Um, so you can, as a, as a big league team, you can protect players on your 40 man roster or your entire organization. So the first round, you can protect 15 players. Um, the second round, you can protect three more players. So that's 18. So that being said, the first round, you have um, 14 picks. So that's where the strategy comes into play. Um, no team would lose more than one player in any round. And, um, in drafting those players, you could take, so the rules for players being able to be drafted were, uh, where is it? Damn it, I just had it. Okay, so all players in the organization are eligible eligible to be drafted, except those with not, no prior major league experience who had less than three years service if signed at age 19 or older, college guys, or less than four years service if signed at age 18 or younger. So your international prospects and your high school kids. Um. Mm. And players that were at our free agents at the end of the year are not going to be protected. Those are the guys in your offseason. Your offseason free agents are, are fair game for the expansion teams as well as the other 30. So in other words, if you have, uh, actually it would be, it wouldn't be 35 players. It would be, it would be 30 guys drafted per round instead of 28. So it would be 30 per round, which would put you at 40, whatever, 40, 41. So everybody would lose one player per round in the first round and the second round. Follow me, Frankie. Okay. I'm following. Oh, yeah. I'm just letting you. I'm just listening, trying to process while you're going over this. Because I, again, you were much older when the original expansion came out, came about in 97. I think I was. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I was three. Everybody's, every team's losing a player in the first round and the second. In the third round. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily everybody's losing a player. So, I think that would be the best way to go about it. Um, and it's a creative yeah, way to cut salary for certain teams. If you got that weight, you don't necessarily protect them. True. 
So let me ask you this, Nick. Like a situation like say the Red Sox didn't trade Buki and he was still on the Red Sox, he would be eligible to be drafted in the expansion draft no, because no, 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 they no. can't protect him because he's an upcoming well, free agent. Correct? So say that say they were um, let's say twenty twenty one. They're uh, so twenty twenty two is going to be the expansion draft, we'll say. It'll be that winter of 2021. You would have guys like Frankie Lindor that couldn't be protected. Guys that are going to free agents are now just up for grabs. Okay. All right. So let's go into the realignment. First, we're going to go and shake things up. We are not going to have AL West, NL West, AL Central, NL Central, AL East, and NL East. We're going AL Northeast, National Northeast. American South, National South, American Central, National Central, American West, National West. So... AL Northeast, Red Sox, Yankees, Pirates, Blue Jays. National Northeast, Mets, Phillies, Indians, Tigers. American South, Nashville, Washington, Tampa, Texas Rangers. National South, Baltimore, Atlanta, Miami, Houston. American Central, Twins, White Sox, Reds, Brewers, National Central, Cardinals, shit, Cardinals, Royals, Cubs, Rockies, Uh, we got to take the Royals out, let's trade Royals and, why is that, Reds, no, can't be Reds. Uh, Royals and Brewers. Yeah. Brewers. Because state rivalries. All right. True. So, let's go back. American Central, Twins, White Sox, Reds, Royals. National Central, Cardinals, Brewers, Cubs, Rockies. American West. Vancouver, Angels, Giants, D-backs. National West, Dodgers, A's, Padres, Mariners. Now, the reason for the restructuring was to keep, um, shake things up a little bit, but also keep state rivalries between teams. You've got the Yankees and the, um, Yankees in the American, Mets in the National, Phillies in the National, Pirates in the American. Keep those state rivalries. Um, Then you've got the Indians over to the National, the Reds to the American. Why not? Um, Tampa and Miami. It's much like the NFL where you don't have two teams in your same state in the same conference. Um, it gives a, it gives a better feel to that rivalry and the potential to meet in the world series. 
rather than having just oh yeah out of division games like the the Pirates and the Phillies. Who gives a shit? Then we would be not. I don't think we would be able to keep Vancouver in the AL uh, American West. Then we could switch Vancouver and Seattle. Doesn't matter. Because I mean, because the That's Blue right. Jays are we have Blue Jays in the American East Northeast, right? Yeah, yeah. Because that would be an absolute bonkers yeah. World Series if both Canadian teams made it. All right, I'm good with that. And then, yeah, the real shit would have to be the change to the postseason format. So you would take your top eight teams from each league because now you have 16 teams. Um, in each league, so you have to try to even it out. And I am not about the wild card of giving guys, giving teams buys, one game play-ins. I don't like it. So I'm mm-hmm. a proponent of round one being one versus eight, two versus seven, three versus six, four versus five. Best of three series, all three games to the higher seed, meaning. The higher seed hosts all three games. So the advantage to being one, two, three, and four is you host your your uh, your first round, all three games. You don't want to be you don't want to be on the road for your first playoff series, don't finish an eight. There. It's kind of like a like we like I said to you earlier, Absolutely. it's like the NCAA Super Regional where the higher seeds host Absolutely. all three. And it's a big home field advantage. And I like that. Yeah. I really like that you incorporated um, that because it just so it gives it a different round. feel. You got your, your highest remaining seeds, top versus bottom, middle two against each other. Best of five format. Normal best of five where you've got uh, two on the, uh, you got your first two at home, then you've got your, your road games. Then you're back. Then if it goes to game five, you're back home. Home field advantage. Uh, round three is your LCS. Straight up best of seven. World Series, straight up best of seven. Um, I think that opens up new markets. And that's what's going to get your... Hardcore baseball fans to stay interested while bringing in new fans because it's exciting of, all right, my team, all right, my Cardinals won the won their division. We're top. We're the top seed. We got to play fucking the Diamondbacks in the first round, but we're hosting all three. I feel like this alignment, Dan, makes all your – divisional games like way more important than it has than it would be like right now because you're taking an opponent out you're also like maximizing how many teams are getting in like you're getting eight teams from the american eight from the national right that's how it's set up it just it helps with you putting more pressure to win the well not just your divisional games it puts pressure on you to win baseball games you do not want to be the the eighth seed. Yeah. You don't want to be five through eight. You top four. Yeah. It also 
but like you said, it also opens the door for a team's kind of like not to back their way in, but it gives the lower markets a chance to bid for a playoff spot and bring, you know, more attention to them yes. throughout and, the year. And not and only that, but it's pretty much beat you know, in it's the kind of like the NBA format with the caveat of, oh shit, if we just if we just back into the playoffs, now we got to fucking try to win on the road. We have no home field advantage whatsoever. It's true. And it, yeah. it gives the smaller market teams a reason to make that midseason acquisition. To go out right, to go out and grab that guy. Because if you're be sitting competitive. in six that's going, well shit, maybe one more arm puts us over the top, or one more bat will put us over the top for that fourth spot. And we can secure home field. certainly is it's a big game changer and then it helps you you know with this format it helps you like maybe change your offseason plans maybe I look to get you know that extra arm as opposed to the bat because if I get into the playoffs I got three guys that I can run right. out there that pretty much can give any other lineup problems I mean, I feel like this format right here would be really good for teams. Yep. Like, you know, the Reds got pretty decent starting pitching to start. Um, what are, um, let me see. What else? Uh, the Dodgers would be – I mean, Dodgers are ridiculous regardless, but you're running out a rotation of Kershaw, Bueller, Price. That's a problem. Even the White Sox. I mean, you got Gioletto for two. Yep. Um, who else? They got Keuchel. Keuchel's been there, you know? Like, it gives those teams that aren't really all the way at the top as contenders, but that middle pack of contenders. Yeah, it, a, it makes a, a pulse. It really, makes things interesting because you also look at you look at the Padres, right? Pat to a ball game. Oh, shit. Now you only got to beat this guy yes. one more. Mm-hmm. And it also, like you said, you take the wild card out. It doesn't let a, one of the wild card teams, you know, get a big morale booster. Like, they win that one game. I know they're not going to have the ace going into that, you know, AL, the, uh, DS or the NLDS. Unless you're the Nationals. But, what do you say? Yeah. But it just helps, like, you know, you don't got to, nope. like, I guarantee you right now, the Dodgers nope. didn't want to play the Nationals first game. That fucking series. No. I like this realignment. I really do. You did really good job with this. And I like that it's broken down like, you know, the Northeast, well, the South, to me, the Central, what, and the what West. What bothered me is it didn't make sense to have both te- Texas teams in the West. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. And to have, um, you know, just looking, like, just looking at the map, right? So you've got I sent you the map last week, but but there's such a divide where yes, yes, you did. The Astros are not more west than the Royals. No, right. If anything, they're like you had it. They're the South, right? And, and the Royals are clearly more central. You know, you had Nashville in. You've you've got five teams in a very southern region. And, you know, the Diamondbacks could be considered south, 
but their proximity to the West just makes way more sense. Absolutely. And I also think that, you know, if we, you know, obviously, this is just us spitballing here, but putting a team in Vancouver puts another team out West. I don't think the teams out West get enough love, obviously, because it's just not big markets besides like LA. But a new team out there might, you know, give it some juice, you know. I like the idea of the Mariners in Vancouver putting a, a rivalry, considering it's what, what, how far is that drive? Like two hours? Yeah, like I love that. I love that. And then not only that, there's that right. rivalry, but then you got the country rivalry between the Blue Jays and, and the, that World Series would be nuts. So. Oh, right. you, you, we we both saw how nuts Every Toronto went when the they were in the postseason. Nuts. Yeah, well, and it gives them something else to watch besides I think hockey. You know, expanding. I mean, you know, we've already got one team there. Why not put a second in and have a country rival? Like, you know, Toronto and 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 Montreal was exactly. cool. They're both on the same side of the map. So, our, yeah, Eastern Canada gets hot mm-hmm. and gets baseball. But we're forgetting about the West. It's not... It's not a small country, as we would see, Dan. It's just a shame that there are so many places in the Northwest that just don't make sense for baseball. Like, looking at this map. Yeah, I mean... Nebraska? No. New Mexico? No. No. They're, They're south, but Wyoming, Idaho, Montana, the Dakotas... I mean, you're not going there to watch a baseball for game. You're not going there, period. But Idaho, no. Yeah, that's about it. Utah, no. Kansas, no. Iowa, no. That's right. Kansas doesn't even claim Kansas City. <laughs> I mean, Oregon, eh. Maybe. I don't know anybody that lives in Oregon. Do you? Yeah. Lives there now. I actually do. I went to school. Not from there. Lives there now. Yes. Why? No, he's not from there. What he does lives he do? there now. Work. In Oregon. Hmm. I think he's a financer. New York would but... make work. Yes. New York. New York. I was have another friend that works there too. I have LA? two friends that work there. Oregon? I don't get it. You would think. Fair enough. You said he was a farmer? I let them live their lives. I guess, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Horticultural engineer? Sure. I think the other, another (laughs) realistic option could be somewhere in Mexico, but I'm not about that. No. I think we built the country rivalry we have already. Yes, 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 yes. 
Is there a possibility? How close is Reno to uh, Las Vegas? No. How close is Reno, Nevada to Vegas? Are they like really, really close? It's plane ride. Yeah. A plane ride? Maybe if this expansion somehow gets to Uncle Rob, then, you know, they'll let us do another one where we put one in Vegas and one in Reno and just kick out that AAA team. Oh, uh, let's see. I will give you. Because that makes it easy for us. That's just another, you know, in-state. Uh, Reno to up. Vegas is seven and a half hours. Uneven. Okay. Yeah, it's a plane ride. Yeah, it's like driving from here to North Carolina. I don't know. Just yeah, after we're doing this, it's got me thinking like, okay, well, where else do we put teams? So the know, thing, like, the issue I have with Reno and Vegas is neither one of them are successful at AAA. So if you can't hack it in, true. in 3A, how are you going to hack it with the Grandes? You're right. I just felt like 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 I said, another spot. I feel like a team would be would go like make a lot of profit if not Vancouver would be Vegas because they just got a football team there. You know, everybody goes to Vegas as like a tourist spot when you know to go to gamble and whatnot. So like if you're out there gambling, why not take in a baseball game? But I like Vancouver obviously a lot more once we sat down and talked about it. But I just was thinking oh, outside yeah. well, the box. Oh yeah, the thing is, with, it, you know, it Vegas makes as sense, an option, but. A lot of those tickets are going to fall on the casinos and the resorts. So it's going to be sponsorship money for the team, but it's going to cheapen the experience because one, you're going to have them giving away these tickets Two, it's going to be, it might become difficult to build a fan base. um, If all of these tickets are going outsiders and, and baseball is a lot different than hockey because Hockey, you're you're packing eighteen to twenty thousand people in a building. You're not trying to pack in fifty thousand. Actually, probably well, something they, to do with the Knights being really like well as successful the as they are, right? Um. Okay. Let me see how many. Trying to figure out how many seats their arena has. Twenty thousand seat stadium. Okay, it's not like I don't know how average hockey is that like a big stadium for hockey or arena. Okay.
So they sold out their season tickets. 2018, 2019. I think that has a lot to do with what you said that they well, that they ugh, that they did. Eighty well percent the of the seats. Um. Uh, you know, I don't know. I think a lot of it has to do with their success. Yeah. I think a lot of it also has to do with, um, the casinos and stuff. Makes sense. I'm going to have to look into that further. I don't know if there's any way to find that out. Well, if someone could find out, I know it's you because you're you. I will find out. Um, What I'm going to do with this whole realignment thing is I'm going to get this. If I got to take a screenshot of my laptop or if I can just get it over to my uh, iPhone I'll get a picture out on the Twitter so everybody can see like what we're talking about if they you know if they miss the podcast or whatnot and understand like what this realignment would look like and how it would benefit yeah. you know everybody throughout um, the country so I think the way we have it set up in this Google Doc we can probably just line it up like we did yeah in those columns um, mm-hmm. anyway um, we should probably get to uh, your boy's DM about the Reds as much as I yeah alright Corey let's talk about it oh uh, Corey so um, yeah uh, uh, you mean to pull up the DM or do we actually like we remember so what it was I think okay in the next five years this could be the Reds' best chance at a World Series with uh, a shortened season. Assuming we play, assuming the season gets started, hopefully around Cuatro uh, de Julio, as I like to call it. Uh, that would mm-hmm. put Quattro the Reds at a supreme advantage because of their pitching staff, where they're limited on relievers. But if they say they play an 80-game season, and the relievers are not taxed over the course of 162. Um, with that offense, they could do some really, really serious damage. The only- now, Dan, my question to you would be: With the shortened season, how many starts? If they those play 80 games, 16, 17 each, probably. If you're getting that many, okay. I mean, that would, yeah. It makes sense. 
I just wasn't sure like how, you know, they're going to factor in off days and everything. So I wasn't sure how many we thought they were going to get. But still, that's like, right. That's and, like half the work um, saving on the arm, you know? The, the other problem, uh, it gives them a, a really, really interesting look at um, the um, at winning the Central. Because um, the Cardinals are usually a second-half team. They usually flounder a little bit in the first half and come out hot in the second half. The the Cubs, you never know what you're going to get with those guys. The Brewers don't have a lot of pitching. Mm -hmm. And the Brewers don't have a lot of depth, period. They don't have a lot of starting pitching, and they don't have a lot of depth. They have a lot of bullpen, but their bullpen is lethal if it's healthy and effective. Correct. Which, it, you know, last few years, it's been taxed um, quite a bit. So, and the Pirates just aren't very good. So, so I think this, this could be a year where the Reds have a really legitimate shot. Uh, the problem with that lies in the fact that this layoff is allowing the Yankees to get healthy. The Yankees are not going to have to worry about Paxton not yes. being able to pitch the first half of the year or Judge being on the shelf the first half of the year. He is improving. Stan- we may, be, we may see Aaron Hicks Stan- back by the yeah. time the season starts. The Yankees are getting healthier, and that is a problem for everybody else. Also, Herman's going to serve his little suspension in this shortened season and still be back in time. Well, not necessarily. Well in time to contribute. That's where it may be a problem, but it's not necessarily really that big of a problem because it allows Jordan Montgomery to get closer to being full strength. It allows guys, it allows the Yankees question marks to start becoming exclamation points. which I hate to see. Um, but That being you know. said, I think the Reds could significantly be a problem. But you're still looking at the Braves, the Dodgers, and the Reds being your your three big problems in the National League. Um, over the course of the next five years, however, the Reds could turn into something if the DH is adopted. But if the National League takes over the DH... Yes. The Reds are going to fuck some shit up. All right, Dan, right now, if you had to pick a team to make the playoffs, assuming it's a shortened season, who are you um, taking, the Phillies so or the Reds? The Phillies or the Reds. I think you're, the Phillies are the, one of the wild card teams this year. I think the Reds could potentially okay. win the division. You've got a four-team race in the Central for the division, and I hate well, yeah, because they all have their... Because they're so none close. None of them are complete teams. You don't have a complete team in the NL Central. You have four teams that are all really good at certain things and really shitty at other things. And then the NL West, West is mm-hmm. the Dodgers. 
So you're going to see the Braves and the Dodgers win yeah. their divisions. You're going to see the Phillies probably six games back on the Braves. Between six and ten games back in the East, they'll be in the wild card race because they're still going to be good. And then you're going to see a dogfight in the Central with two teams being playoff contenders. Two teams being playoff teams. So you're going to have a team division and you're up. Yes. So you got your other wild card coming out of the Central. So the Central, I'm not, I can't declare a favorite in the Central because it's a fucking shit show. It's the Wild West. Uh, I can just tell you that it won't be the Pirates. <laughs> That's yeah. We don't put Mary Ganner keys on yes. here, but and we can also guarantee that the Orioles and Marlins will also not be in the playoffs. Neither will the Tigers or the Royals. Um. So the next five years, again, if the DH is instituted, they're going to fuck some shit up. Yeah, you pretty much hit it on the head. I mean, I love their pitching because those, those three guys at the front yep. of the rotation really are fucking good. Um, I think, again, we, you and I have had this discussion. The only really anomaly in Bauer's stats since he's been in the league was his really good year. But I feel like having his guy from driveline there is going to make a difference in his production. It's going to just help him overall in every aspect. You know, breaking ball, fastball, staying well, on the mound. But the other you know, thing about Bowers, I think, is and then Bowers like, has always been fighting to be himself in the big leagues. When he first got drafted by um, Arizona, they didn't want him to have his to go with his long toss program. They didn't want him to get loose the way he got loose. And it was a real problem, which is why they traded him. And Cleveland was like, all right, you can do what you want to do. Do your thing. And then all the other guys started flocking towards him. Clev, Beeps, those guys started taking on um, his habits and his work work ethic. And it, it seems like it got to the point where Bauer was too much of a distraction Especially after he made the comments that, well, I'd trade me if I was in their shoes because I'm not going to get more valuable before. I'm not going to get more valuable in terms of a trade. I'm going to get more expensive for them and I'm going to come with less value. Um, And he did. But at the same time, he is a guy that is what baseball needs. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, like, everybody wants to bash me whenever I defend Bauer, but I love what Bauer's doing right now in terms of speaking out, speaking his mind, being himself, and people are really taking to that, and they're running with well, him that, in that, terms of speaking but out. But how about setting up a wiffle ball game and when it comes to game baseball. Well, it's just, it's great. It's great. It really is. I mean, especially in a time of need where, you know, the country, not not just the country, but the world is going through all this shit. Like, that's what people need right now. And something to look yeah, to and, it's and a take bunch their of mind pro off this bullshit that we got to deal with. Just being regular dudes. They're yeah. basically going back to when they were Absolutely. kids in the backyard and doing what they yeah. did. 
and it's just so, great to see. Um, Corey, good luck. I hope your uh, Reds have a successful year because it'll be fun to watch, but it'll fucking piss me off. Um, and uh, I'm kind of <laughs> I'm pro- a proponent of the, the DH because I, I just think it's dope, and I'm tired of seeing yeah. bunting and as am I. Pitchers try to run the bases and just bullshit. Yeah, and then you got to worry about pitchers Correct. getting hurt running the bases because realistically they're not athletes. You don't have to so you don't I mean, I saw first hand with the Red Sox, fucking, Stephen uh, Wright, Wise on the bases. You know, he was never the same. He was on at the be yes. done, and he was never right again. Mm-hmm. Wainwright, Achilles, mm-hmm. Scherzer, bunting off his fucking face. I'm, I'm just, I'm not in for that. No, I'm all cool with the pitchers dropping yeah, but dick. They're, they're on their own. I mean, you got Lorenzo. I am. You've got Bum. But exactly. Granky can swing a little Lorenzen, bit. But you got Bumgarner. He's, you know. Yeah, and, and like. That's pretty so much I was it. Watching, like I said before, I was watching the 2011 game six last night. And the most irritating phrase in broadcasts. Well, he handles the bat well for a pitcher. Shut up. Right. He handled the bat well at some point. Let him just throw. Let the other guys swing the clubs and do some damage. And let's just rock. Right. They're here to swing it. Yeah, that's all I got. On that note. We got all right. Um, I'll get those pictures out to Twitter. Um, again, I tweeted out the other day. We got some. We got a former indie ball player coming on at some point, Luke, and we got my old roommate Tanner, who's part of the uh, Atlanta Braves organization. They'll be on this pod at some point within the next week, week and a half, two weeks. Um, Dan, are we gonna we gonna tease our yeah, little uh, thing for next week? Um, the next podcast. Uh, we're, me and Dan are going to sit down. I, we'll get Jack in here at some point, depending on what's good with this whole coronavirus BS and Andy. Uh, but we're going to pretty much get put together our all-time teams in terms of uh, who we think would be best, you know, who we think are the best players at each position in our lineup. Um, one question I had for Dan was that, do you want to do a full rotation? Let's go starting nine, starting three nine pitchers, and two relievers. 100%. We're going to do DH, obviously, as well. 100%. All right. So, look out for that. Uh, if y'all got your, you know, your lineups, share them with us. I'll put it out there. I want you guys to drop your uh, lineups for us. So we all can, like, talk about it, compare it. You know, there's a lot of debate always about, like, certain guys in the position. I know me and Dan debate heavily because we both agree that Derek Jeter wasn't the best. Of all time, hell, though. Not even the best. Some people think he was. A-Rod, so, seven days a week, twice on Sun. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody so. stay safe. Shout out to Andy. All right, everybody. That's all we got. All right. Later, everybody.